This is the Inspiration Science Podcast, your guiding podcast on evolving your own science in life to holistically strive. We believe there is no general way of living and healing, but your universal way. You succeed the highest when you do you. On this podcast, we'll dive into deep conversations on mental health and aligning purpose to business for enlightening harmony in life. I'm your host, Osin June you here Daniel um, because I know and I remember we met each other like one year ago and it was yeah. very unexpected and this is you know the beautiful thing on the entrepreneurial journey you always make connections and you never know what might arise from that so yeah we initially met up for Jason Capital where it was like a social media course where exactly. we learned things and this is how we met and connected and ever since then a lot of things has evolved um, and we both took on this journey of the entrepreneurial path. So I'm so happy to have you here. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Well, thanks for having me here, Asin. I'm really, really excited to be in that podcast also and to be able to reach so many like-minded entrepreneurs through that podcast. Awesome. Yeah, so you're one of the most innovative as well as the outside of the box thinking entrepreneurs out there in terms of real estate. Yeah, we can say that. Well, mind you, for the people who are listening to me, I'm not a technology wizard. I didn't, I didn't invent anything, to be, to be clear. Uh, what I do is that I am currently developing a startup that is in real estate tokenization. So we put together real estate and the blockchain technology so that people can invest so easily into real estate by only doing a couple of clicks on their smartphones or, or computers. So that's what I'm up to. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. And you know, the way I thought, you know, with the whole innovation point, of course, it goes a lot also into technology. But yeah. what I'm saying is like, I feel that you're a very, um, you know, creative person, you have the power to think outside of the box. Um, you know, like, why do you think is that so important for entrepreneurs to have the mindset of thinking outside of the box? Well, I think, yeah, thinking outside of the box is really important. Because as an entrepreneur, you're solving problems, right? You're solving some kind of pain out there in the marketplace and the thing is that there are already a ton of people uh, addressing those pains so it's important for you as an entrepreneur to bring value that other companies maybe don't do not bring is to think outside of the box and address this pain in a different way it's for example uh, the, i love uh, this uh, quote uh, it's from henry ford who said uh, if people if i had asked people what they wanted they would have said a faster horse so he thought outside of the box and he said, no, I'm not going to deliver them a faster horse. I'm going to give them an automobile. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a really great one. Yeah. You know, the, I, I do realize it as well in the entrepreneurial space that many people have great ideas. Like mm -hmm. a lot of entrepreneurs, especially aspiring entrepreneurs, have tons of ideas but they don't really make something out of it. And it yes. does come from a certain fear. And I would mm -hmm. love to talk about this topic of the fear of standing out. Yes. Now, looking at your own personal experiences, do you have one of the examples that you could share with us where you had the fear of standing out, but later you actually overcame it and now mm -hmm. you're so happy that you did it? Well, yeah, it, it's a bit of a fun experience. Uh, the, 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 my relationship to the fear of standing out and this pressure to conform and this uh, conformism, I think it exists in English, conformism. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I have a pretty special uh, relationship with that and a story with that because it started at a very early age as soon as primary school to be precise okay uh, i remember back then it was the very first uh, mp3 players ipods etc uh, it was really the first ones and everybody had one in my class 
And I remember back then, it was back in 2005, 2004, something like this, everybody in my class was listening to uh, rap music, uh, to Eminem and uh, all of that. And I was the only one who didn't like this kind of music. I liked other musics like rock music or hard rock or Metallica, these kind of songs. And I was the absolutely only one. And yeah, that was the first instance where I stood out because of my musical tastes. And I received a lot of backlash out of this uh, standing out. People were telling me that uh, what I was listening to was old fashioned. It was not that it was completely out of fashion, that it was ugly, etc. That I was so weird that I didn't listen to rap music like everybody else. And my attitude about it was they're like, well, screw it. I don't like rap music, so I'm not going to listen to it because everybody does. So that's my first instance of uh, standing out despite the fear and the pressure of not, of not standing out. And I'm really happy that I did it, and especially that I did it at such a young age, because it kind of developed my muscle to go for what I want, uh, irrespective of uh, what society or my peer group or what other people uh, might think or say about it. I love that you brought up this simple example. I mean, it has nothing to do in business, but I think it starts already there with those things. And did you like, has this always been a thing that was easy for you to say, you know, I don't care what others think, I'll just do, go ahead and do it? Or do you, did you have those moments where you did have this fear in subconsciously and then therefore you held back or you, you know, something took longer. Yeah, well, it's interesting because I don't, I have the impression, I don't know if I'm born with this ability to do what I want without really caring too much what other people say, or if this early experience kind of forged this trait in me. I don't really know if it's, uh, you know, uh, in my DNA or <laughs> if it's just something that I learned. Um, but, um, and then what was I going to say? Yeah, I don't know where it comes from, but uh, I'm really glad that I did. And later, of course, I was in many, many other situations where I was in this, uh, facing this fear of uh, standing out. And it was there, it was present. But uh, again, it's like a muscle. So as time went on, I became uh, better at it. Mm -hmm. uh, another instance where I kind of felt this uh, fear uh, pretty, pretty strongly uh, was actually much more recently. Uh, when I graduated, to be mm -hmm. precise, like when I graduated, everybody was going for their graduate programs in big companies. They were having their first jobs, etc. They were really having their uh, their adult life, you know, uh, buying a nice a nice car, going on nice vacations, etc. And I wanted a little bit of a different path. I wanted to uh, develop uh, this uh, startup I'm working on at the moment. So <laughs> that was already standing out. I remember during my graduation at the University of Geneva, everybody was saying me, oh, what you're up to? Where are you working? And then when I told them what I was up to, they, I remember those eyes that they gave me, like really puzzled eyes. <laughs> but uh, despite that, yeah, it was, uh, it was difficult at this moment, but I could overcome it. Mm -hmm. Again, I thought again about my previous experiences, uh, as long as uh, dating back as far as uh, primary school, and I could overcome it and realize that actually the only way to make myself happy is to go for what I really want to go for. That's beautiful. I love that you have this in your blood DNA, what we, whatever we call that. You know, it's, it's funny because I feel on this point is something that I can also relate to. I do feel that um, despite the different transformation of in the past holding myself back and now being much more forward with what I want to do, there was maybe underlined some things which I would thought of 
what might other people think i mean at some point we do you know the thought goes through yeah. but then the, the the difference is do we give power to that that lets us stop it you know and i think many pa people do give the power maybe in our case we we really just don't give any <laughs> i don't say this word yes. uh, we just don't care <laughs> but i think yeah. many people do and it's something that holds many people back from actually moving ahead with their purpose and potential um what would be your how is it your perspective or what would you say to those people who mm -hmm. actually know what they want to do but they cannot move forward because you know they have all those fears what other people think yeah well i think that uh, there is uh, one thing about uh, this fear uh, it has a lot to do with ego actually it's uh, thinking that you're much more important than what you really are uh, for other people because the thing is and that's a realization also i had and kind of helped me to combat this fear is that people really are too focused you know thinking about themselves to think about you you know if you say that you're going to go for that entrepreneurial journey when everybody else wants to be an employee you know when you say it people might be a little bit surprised you know they, they have this oh really moment but then they come back to their lives you know they're not thinking about it mm -hmm. you know they're that's a big realization that i had you really have to diminish a little bit the, the, your own importance that you have in other people's life and uh, when you realize that you when you realize that when you go for what you want people are not going to think much about it mm -hmm. uh, and also there are going to be some people who are going to be really uh, disagree with it and you're going to receive some backlash out of it you also have to understand to not take it personally that they're kind of uh, more often than not maybe it's a bit uh, preposterous uh, to say this uh, from me but i have the impression that uh, there's a good deal of jealousy when people are really giving you a hard time when you're going for re really what you want to because i think that deep down mm -hmm. they want to do that but they don't dare to do it yeah. so uh, that's a big realization that's step number one realize that really it's an ego thing that uh, your importance in other people's life is not that big mm -hmm. really people don't care that much about what you do or what you don't do so that is going to diminish the fear significantly and also the second thing it's more of an exercise I realized that's my own observation right that I have no uh, scientific data to back this up but people who are really scared of what other people might think are also people who are very scared of public speaking right oh that's an interesting but that's, correlation that's my hypothesis i i think there might be a correlation mm -hmm. but that's only my hypothesis so if you're really scared about it i think it's a good exercise to sign up for public speaking courses or improvisation classes uh, this kind of things i think it's very good to combat this uh, this fear also but that's my personal hypothesis. I don't know, it's not scientifically proven if it, uh, whether it works or not, but it's an idea. Wow, I, I love your idea. I actually never thought of that. But now that you say that, it actually does make sense why you come up with that. Because in public speaking, you have to be present in front of the people, like mm -hmm. you're in the shining you know, highlight, <laughs> like people see you, and you have to stand strong for what you stand for, you know, polarize on your beliefs, on your thoughts, whatever you speak about, and that requires a certain confidence, which yes. you eventually will stand out. And I think many people avoid that part. Where do you think um, does the fear come from of standing out? Like well, when we look at it deeper. That's a very interesting question because I think uh, when we really look at this deep 
we go back to really uh, our biology and uh, somehow uh, evolutionary psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, mind you, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a, any of that, you know, so it's kind of uh, train station psychology, what, uh, what I might say. But uh, I think that uh, we, when we really go back in time, uh, we used to live in tribes. Just a few short millennia ago, we used to live in tribes. And as social animals, we actually needed to be in a group. We could not survive alone. So rejection from the group was a death sentence. So I think we are wired to avoid rejection by really any cost, really, because back then rejection equals death, you know, so and this trait is still in our DNA today because 2000 years is super short, you know, in terms of uh, uh, evolution. And I think that's why uh, people have this fear, this uh, fear of uh, standing out, because deep down it's a fear of being rejected. When you stand out, you are scared that people are not going to give approval, that they're going to reject you for being different, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and that also comes back to something else that I saw somewhere, but I don't remember where I saw it. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it was an inter- interesting uh, experiment. And they showed that people actually subconsciously, even though they might think that they're not doing it, but even subconsciously, when they dress, they always dress in such a way to fit in with the crowd, right? And that's also, again, it comes up to the same thing. It's the fear of uh, standing out and fear of being rejected. And I think we all experienced that when we went to a specific event that we were scared of what to wear if we were overdressed or underdressed. So uh, that goes again to the same thing. I always say better to overdress, better well. <laughs> than underdress, always dress to kill. It's funny that, you know, I, I love the example that you say that because, I mean, when I was traveling the past two months in New York, mm-hmm. I saw that a lot. It's very different than here in Switzerland where people, I feel, are wearing like more decent clothes in a sense like black, white, gray. It's not like super colorful or yeah. like very, you know, like outstanding with the colors. But now me going back like to Korea and New York, I see like really eccentric style, you know, like you yeah. see people almost walking in some sort of bikinis on <laughs> cities and then you see somewhere with a pink skirt and someone with a whole blue outfit there, wow. a lot of artists and creators. And I don't think they really care about what other people think. They just like yeah. really, they just, you know, maybe they want to actually stand out. And um, I heard a saying, you know, like why try to fit in when you're actually born to stand out? You're yeah. born to glow. Exactly, um, you're born to glow. <laughs> and you do that by standing out. And I think it can be such a good indicator why actually you succeed in business and in life because mm-hmm. of you standing out. Um, does, do you, can you relate to that? And in, in, in what ways would you relate to that also in terms of your business? Well, already the fact of deciding to uh, create a business uh, is uh, standing out. You know, uh, for most people, unless you are born in a family of entrepreneurs or you are in an entrepreneurial environment, which is not the case for most people, right? Uh, Deciding to create your own business is already uh, an act of standing out because uh, it's risky and uh, a lot of people will put you the label that you're greedy because you're only doing that for the money, you know? So that's already the first step. Uh, The the only first step of creating a business is already standing out. It requires a lot of uh, fortitude Mm -hmm. to do it. But also in the way you do business, I think it's important to stand out. And we come back to what we said at the beginning, outside of the box thinking, it's, mm-hmm. it's the same thing, right? And uh, because and in the business I am in, at the very beginning, I had no idea I wanted to do tokenization with blockchain. I just said, hey, I want to do a real estate and I had no idea how to do it. And uh, with my first mentor, we started working 
And he said, yeah, you know, that's the way we do it. You do this and this, you get those limited partners who are your investors, and then you will give them this remuneration, and uh, then you will get this remuneration, and you will do this and this and that. And I was looking at it and I was thinking, isn't there a way to do everything a little bit more simple, you know, and to uh, streamline a little bit? And that's what I presented to my mentor, which was a little bit, again, a bit uh, funny from my part because I was a guy with no experience and I was coming with uh, something else telling to my mentor, actually, I don't like too much what you said. Here's another idea that I had that I think is simpler and better. And uh, he actually liked it. He liked the idea. And uh, from one step to the other, this idea became later uh, the tokenization idea, which of course, uh, this uh, tokenization thing is also outside of the box thinking. It's standing out in terms of uh, real estate businesses because it's so new and so misunderstood. And uh, I think it's an edge because I'm not one guy that is doing the same thing, you know, among many, many others. Uh, there are only a handful of companies and uh, businesses that are doing real estate tokenization. So it's also an advantage. I love it. And also that you shared that you actually brought practically an idea to your mentor and yes. the people that you were working with, like being proactive as well. And um, with that being said, I think that a lot of aspiring entrepreneurs, like they have all those ideas and we talked this in the beginning mm -hmm. and, but they don't go forward, especially, I think a lot who especially live with the parents, yes. they, the parents don't agree with what they do. <laughs> and this is something that we strongly experience. Yes. So for the viewers or audience, I feel if this is something you have like parents or relatives, friends around who don't agree, I think you're not the only one. So many um, oh, entrepreneurs yes. like I'm interviewing, they go through this. And, and then you still stand out. You stand mm -hmm. out even in your family and through, you know, and constantly you have to maintain that. It's the whole resilience you have to maintain. You have to maintain mm -hmm. the courage to go forward. You have to maintain the, not of the fear of standing out, but actually to have the courage, you know? Yeah. Um, how do you experience that? Like, is this for you like constant that you feel, you know, like I'm on this grounding thing or what do you do when you get off track? and you feel there is now this days where you actually do care a bit more than other days? <laughs> do you experience yeah. that? Well, there are certain days I'm kind of more sensitive to what people might think and this uh, whole fear of missing out. There are some days I'm more sensitive to it. Some days I'm really, I really unsensitive to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it depends on. It's just, I guess, my mood that is a bit different. But I would say that actually I start to care more about what other people think when I am doubting myself. When I am doubting myself and I'm struggling with whatever obstacle I'm struggling with and I kind of say, uh, maybe they're right actually, maybe I should kind of forget a little bit about this and go for a nine to five job and you know, wait up until I'm 40 because before starting this venture, until I have experience, I am more grounded, etc., etc. It's more when fear uh, or doubt creeps in my mind that kind of uh, this, uh, that I give more power to uh, what other people might think. Yeah. So yeah. I think that when you feel like you're slipping up, getting off track, as you say, uh, really focusing again on your purpose and why you're doing it, what are the emotionally compelling reasons mm -hmm. why you want to do what you're working on, uh, it's a good way to get again on track and really uh, became again, uh, become again unattached to other people's opinion of you. Mm -hmm. What happens within your thought process when you have those doubts that mm -hmm. is just constantly going because we know the thoughts, it just like continues. We have so many thoughts ongoing. Yes. What thought do you exchange for another so you can be back in the state of actually moving forward? 
Yeah, well, the first thoughts that made me uh, start this whole doubt is that maybe I think that it's too difficult for me, that I'm not made for that, or that this idea is not going to take off because I'm too early in the market, or the market is saturated. There are many reasons that can bring me that. Sometimes I talk with people who are very skeptical about this whole idea, and they give valid arguments about why it would be difficult to implement. But uh, at that moment, I just take a break, I stop, and I look at other companies who are doing what I want to do and they're doing it just successfully. So that goes to show that it is possible since they're doing it, so it's possible, right? There is a market for it, there is demand for it. And also I kind of think again about the people who are running those companies who created them. At the end of the day, I, remi I remember that they're just humans with uh, two legs uh, and two arms. They need to sleep, they need to relax also. And uh, they have a normal brain just uh, like mine. So that reminds me, that puts me again on track. And yes, I think again that when I'm facing maybe backlash or criticism, I think again that those people, they're actually telling you what they're feeling inside about them, not really telling you what they think about you deep down. I love that awareness. Awareness yeah. is so important to have yes. on that. And you also mentioned another thing is like, you see that other people um, who are maybe not smarter, not better in that sense, yeah. you know, they can achieve that as well. And I think many people, they start to compare themselves with other yes. people. And then you said not as an advantage to be actually inspired the way, you know, you would use it as a tool to actually exactly. do more, but then people get discouraged and they let that drown. And then we talk about surroundings. Mm -hmm. um, what in your case supports you of actually not having the fear of standing out? Yeah, well, uh, there are people like you, for example, mm -hmm. or the people in my support group that helped me in that, people who have achieved certain things where they needed to stand out and they needed other skills. Or sometimes when I don't have those people around me immediately, I can use a, a lot of stories that actually inspire me, that remind me of that. Uh, for example, you talk about comparing ourselves. Sometimes, even though I'm only 25, sometimes I compare myself and telling, oh, this, this guy, he was 22 and he did this and that. And I didn't achieve that when, he was, when I was his age, etc., etc. I have sometimes those thoughts in me. So when that happens, I remind myself of stories of people who had success at a later age. I like the story, for example, I'm working on it in my next YouTube video. It's about the Colonel Sanders who started at 62 to really build the KFC business mm -hmm. or Ray Kroc who started at 58 to build the McDonald business. So I remind myself of those stories when I feel that I'm sleeping up or that I, yeah, this whole thought and those, those beliefs about my age are coming back. I think about this all the stories, stories of other people to inspire me and it puts me again, it puts again my focus where it needs to be. I, I love that you have this contrast, like you're using yes. the contrast for your advantage. It just depends mm -hmm. what sort of um, contrast. And I think it's also, um, you know, like society always has these rules by what age you should achieve what. Yeah. Um, like, you know, with success, with marriage, with kids. At that age, with... you have to graduate. At that age, you have to move yes, in with your girlfriend, then uh, get married, get promotion, buy a house, having kids, and uh, then uh, go on vacation, having a, a car that is this and that. And yeah. Really. It just like goes on. And I think this is, again, another thing, you know, again, don't have the fear of standing out mm -hmm. because this is their way. And this is the whole podcast about it's your universal way. Yeah. And and I feel the way we operate, like it does not matter. The most important thing is 
if we do us and if we do something that actually makes us really happy from the core mm -hmm. and our timing god's timing will come and evolve like from that as well and now with the whole standing out thing is there any other example in your life or something that you observe in your surrounding that you were really um, inspired with and actually admired about um, who actually was a leading example of standing out? Yes, uh, well, that might be a little bit of a cliche story, but before I tell the story, I want to say also something else that you said a little bit, a rebounding on one of your comments. It's so important, it's a big awakening when you realize that there's no one way. There's no one way that fits everybody. There really, everybody has his own way. There are certain things that are going to be really great for some people, other things that are going to be really great for other people. There's really one, not one single way. You know, us, we might be tempted to say, yeah, being an entrepreneur is the best way, it's the only way, mm -hmm. but no, there are some people, for some people, it's not the best way. For other people, it's different, right? Yeah. So it's really important to remember uh, to find your universal way and something else, when you have doubt, when you have creeping doubt, paralysis of analysis or whatever, I encourage you to listen to Austin's podcast, Your Universal Way for tons of inspiration and great speakers. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm always have, I'm happy to have listeners. If you're listening to this, thank you so much for being present and for taking your time. And, um, you know, with the whole thing what you mentioned i think for me at least it was also the supportive system you know mm -hmm. it's it matters so much with wh whom with around us in which you know environments and i think having people around who have the courage to stand out and you know to have the courage also to say what they believe in mm -hmm. it does help actually to do that same as well in our yeah. own way and um, having the opposite people having all those fears and saying no you cannot do this um you will stand out and you know it's like you know it's, it's kind of like putting or dimming the light down and yes. i think many people they are sitting in their rooms maybe they're listening to that podcast or watching that video and they're dimming their light they're not really glowing as we always <laughs> say more in the glow um in your own way um and for someone who is really, really, you know, like struggling, like let's say they have the awareness, let's say they have this dream, but they still, there is something that they still do care about. What, you know, what is the things that you would tell them right now on spot? Someone's like really well, struggling right now. What I would tell them on spot is that probably when people are having this fear of standing out is that they have people around them telling them they're crazy, that they should forget about what they want, mm -hmm. whether that is being a rockstar employee or becoming a super athlete or being an entrepreneur or whatever that may be, there will be always people out there to doubt it and uh, people who want you to go with the flow, with the herd, so to speak, go with the herd. So for you, if you're struggling right now, I will share with you two stories, real life stories of real people who have helped me. Uh, personally, I like real stories. They really help me. So I hope these stories will also help you. The first story I have in mind is uh, Sir Winston Churchill that uh, doesn't need to be introduced. The Prime Minister of Great Britain during the Second World War. Actually, before Great Britain got into the war, uh, everybody around him, most people, most politicians, like 90% of politicians, of British politicians, they wanted to sign a treaty with Adolf Hitler. They didn't want to get into a war with Adolf Hitler. They wanted to sign a peace treaty to really keep, to not rock the boat, to not get in another war. They had good reasons to do it, but uh, I mean, that was the herd, right? Everybody wanted to do this. And Winston Churchill was really the outsider who was the only one who could see the danger of fascism 
in Europe and who really wanted to fight fascism in Europe and who could see that this peace treaty would only be a trap to invade Britain later down the road. And for years, he really had to struggle here. For years, he had to convince a lot and a lot of people to combat fascism, surrounded by people who wanted, yeah, to sign a peace treaty with Adolf Hitler. So he was called a drunk man, a madman, a crazy person. He was called all sort of names. But at the end of the day, we have to be thankful for, to this man, to Sir Winston Churchill. We have to be thankful to him to go against the crowd, to not fear, uh, to not fear uh, the disapproval of other people, to not fear to go against the crowd, because if he hadn't done that, maybe our lives would be completely different today for everybody living in Europe and the entire world. So that's the first story. And uh, if that one is not enough or you want a second one, I have a second one in mind. It is the story of Akio Morita. Uh, he is the founder of uh, the company, the Japanese company, Sony. And he also, he's also the creator of the Walkman. You know, before you had the iPod, you had this Walkman when you put a cassette or whatever in it and you had the, the headphones and you could listen to music without a big radio and you could listen only your music with your, your headphones, which was a complete revolution back then. And also when he had this idea to create this uh, Walkman, to create the Walkman, he was surrounded by people in his own company telling him that it was that it made no sense, that it was never going to work because the, the market studies showed different, the market studies showed that people wanted something different, that nobody would be interested in such a product. He said, well, screw it, I'm going for it anyways. Despite the disapproval of his employees and the board of the company, he made it and the Walkman was a enormous success that paved the way later for the iPod and paved the way later for the iPhone and so many other innovations. Thank you for sharing us this story. Um, there are two very great examples and yeah. I think and I hope that inspired also the audience. I mean, there are a lot of historical breakthrough like that that happened, mm -hmm. like so many. But that just like looking at, you know, like Paris Eiffel Tower, Sydney <laughs> Harbour Bridge, um, you know, all this architectural things, yeah. historical breakthrough, all, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of great ideas, even McDonald's, Walt Disney, like look at all those examples. It's because one person on this planet had one single thought and imagination went ahead did something yeah. or extraordinary and the extraordinary comes from something simple it's just the extraordinary happens because the person has the courage actually to bring this out to the world and yes. create the reality and make that happen so i think that's what really matters so thank you so much <laughs> for inspiring us with that yeah um the last thing to wrap up the whole podcast mm -hmm. um i would love to ask you um these questions on it has something to do which comes from happiness okay and you know there are actually two people that we only need to make happy in our lives mm -hmm. so the two people it's not our parents the first person is actually the eight-year-old self from you mm -hmm. yes. and the 80 year old of yourself yes and what would your eight-year-old self would tell you at this point right now to you and what would the 80 year old tell you at this point right now to you whatever flows in your mind whether it's business or personal so it's a two-frame question well i would say that the eight-year-old would say keep going you're doing something that you find exciting and that you really don't count the outer the hours when you're working on it so the eight-year-old would tell me to keep going and it's also the same eight-year-old who sometimes told me no really that's not what you would what you want uh, sometimes I was doing occupations and jobs that if the eight-year-old would see it would be very disappointed so that gave me the strength to move on from it and the 80-year-old I think he would say 
something a bit more deep about relationships, he would say, uh, take time, no matter how busy you are, always take time to water and take care of your deepest relationships because <laughs> life is relationships. That's true. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for being on the show and sharing all your insights, your story and for inspiring. Keep yeah. glowing, keep shining <laughs> and keep standing out, I would say. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me in this podcast. It was really a kicker to do it. And I really look forward to listening to all your future podcasts. Yes. So the last thing before we end this um, is actually like Daniel has a YouTube channel. So give yes. him a follow there. Um, could you share us where people can connect with you and also the name of your YouTube channel? Yes. The name of my YouTube channel is Oak Wealth Builder. So Oak, uh, O-A-K, and then Wealth Builder. Uh, there you will see my videos. Where So if you like the videos that I the, the examples I shared with you about Akiomarita, you will find a ton of other videos just like that in my channel. And also the same uh, username on my Instagram. And uh, there also, if you want to send me a private email for any reason, you can also reach out to me to daniel at oakwealthbuilder.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And, Thank you. Um, yeah, for all the value that you share. Okay, beautiful souls, thank you so much for taking time out of your day life to untangle wisdom and abundance on all levels. If you feel connection to this audio experience, share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram, Your Universal Way, and my personal Instagram, Ossinjun, O-C-C-I-N-J-U-N. And always remember, there is no right or wrong way, just your universal way. See you next time.